Hi, this is Casey Hendrickson, and you're listening to my podcast from my radio show heard on 95.3 MNC. Don't forget to follow me online on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Snapchat at Casey the Host. You can also find me on Instagram at ASD Knives. Thanks for listening. So now we go to the Washington Examiner. This is the big thing that Pete Buttigieg is dealing with today politically. And the title of this live stream, which you can get at YouTube.com slash Casey the Host or Twitch dot tv slash casey the host at least on youtube until they take it down is that he has as i mean his campaign is a lot like his tenure as mayor scandal ridden because uh, he's had a lot of scandals in a very short uh, very short amount of time here with the uh, the campaign so here's here's the thing that we have in the washington examiner okay <clears throat> It was alarming. Black leaders claim judge misled voters about the Douglas plan for black America. Okay? Several prominent la- black leaders in South Carolina are accusing South Bend, Indiana Mayor P. Buttigieg of misleading voters about black support for his campaign and its Douglas plan for black America. In October, Buttigieg's campaign began pushing a list of 400 South Carolinians who allegedly endorsed the candidate's plan. The list includes Columbia City Councilwoman Tamika Devon, State Representative Ivory Thigpen, and the state's Democratic Black Caucus Chairman, Johnny Cordero. All three were alarmed when they saw how the list was rolled out. Quote, there is one presidential candidate who has proven to have intentional policies designed to make a difference in the black experience, and that's Pete Buttigieg. An open letter released with the Douglas plan said, we are over 400 South Carolinians, Carolinians, including business owners, pastors, community leaders, and students, Together, we endorse his Douglas plan for black America and the most comprehensive roadmap for tackling systemic racism offered by a 2020 presidential candidate. And here we are with that systemic racism crap again. If there's systemic racism in the city of South Bend, it is squarely on the shoulders of the Democratic Party here. Period. End of story. Republicans have not had control. Devin said that she immediately received calls asking why she had endorsed Buttigieg for president, even though she has not officially endorsed any candidate, according to The Intercept. When uh, she said that the open letter may have been an attempt to mislead black voters in South Carolina to overestimating Buttigieg support. Clearly, from the number of calls I received about my endorsement, I think that the way that they, they put it out there wasn't clear that it was an endorsement of the plan. And that may have been intentionally vague. I'm political. I know how that works, she said. I do think they probably put it out there thinking people wouldn't read the fine print or wouldn't look at the details or even contact the people and say, hey, you're endorsing Mayor Pete. Devin later reiterated on Twitter that while she thought the way the plan was rolled out was misleading, she does support Buttigieg's Douglas plan. Uh, Let's see. Thigpen had more issues with the letter than the campaign and the campaign's rollout of the plan, saying that he never intended to endorse Buttigieg's plan. Thigpen has also endorsed independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. How it was rolled out was not an accurate representation of where I stand, Thigpen said. It was alarming to me because even though I had that, I had had conversations with the campaign, it was clear to me, or at least I thought I made it clear to them, that I was strong, a strong Bernie Sanders supporter, actually co-chair of the state, and I was not seeking to endorse their candidate or the plan. But what I had talked about was potentially giving them a quote of support in continuing the conversation because I do think it's a very important conversation, Thigpen said. Mm -hmm. Cordero's name has been removed from the list because he never intended to endorse 
or support the plan in any way. The Buttigieg campaign pushed him to support the plan, but he said that he declined to do so because the campaign was evasive and did not answer questions that he had about it. There's nothing in there that said black folk had anything to do with the drafting of that plan, Cordero said. Now, I like Pete. Please don't get me wrong. I'll help him in any way I can. I think he's an honest man. He thinks he's an honest man, yet he's sitting here criticizing the guy for falsely adding his name to a list of endorsers. Isn't that interesting? So here's the update. Uh, the Buttigieg campaign has denied allegations that the rollout of the Douglas plan was misleading. The campaign also said that after it began asking South Carolinians to support the plan, it gave those who expressed interest in supporting the plan multiple chances to opt out before publishing the list of supporters. Okay, so we're just going to add you to the list of supporters that we have, and if you really don't support us, make sure you uh, let us know and opt out. Um, some people have actually criticized the list of 400 people as uh, there's a lot of people who are not even black on that list, but they're supposed to be black leaders in the, in the community. Okay. Uh, your phone calls on this and more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. We'll get to the phone calls here in just a second. Please be patient. Do have to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me, you get half off your range time. Go to secondamendmentarms.net. Pete Buttigieg catching some flack. He pushed out his Douglas plan for black America. And a lot of the people on the list are not real happy that he used their name as people who endorsed the plan. Uh, and the Pete Buttigieg campaign's response is, we didn't do anything wrong and we didn't mislead anybody. We gave everybody plenty of opportunity to opt out of being an endorser of the plan. And so if you didn't let us know that you wanted to opt out of being an endorser of the plan, your name just went on the list for endorsers. That's not how it works, right, Joe? It's not how it works. Uh, maybe maybe that's how it works in small town a uh, Democrat country like South Bend, where you just get opted into something, and then you have to take your name off of the list. But that it's it's funny being automatically opted into something is a uniquely Democrat. I uh, sh- should say not Democrat, uniquely government idea. <laughs> it's like everybody else you have to opt in. The government comes around and says, no, 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 you have to opt out. <laughs> You're automatically opted in. So anyway, uh, Rachel Gonzalez. Now let me explain who Rachel Gonzalez is, and then we'll take your phone calls. Rachel Gonzalez is on the executive committee of the Missouri Democratic Party. She is also a Hillary delegate in 2016. She was an intern at the DNC in 2018. She's also the co-chair of the DNC Youth Disability Caucus. She is the one that has been savaging Pete Buttigieg on this. So I just want you to know, it's not some conservative website somewhere that's doing this. It is a Democrat operative in the state of Missouri who has been really pushing out the information that was in this. And she has pointed out that a lot of people who are on this Douglas plan for black America that Pete Buttigieg pushed out are really confused because they didn't endorse the plan. I highlighted a couple of those people. 42% of the list of endorsees are white, and they used a stock photo of people from Kenya in the plan when they pushed it out. When you source the stock photo, it clearly says that the location of the photo is in Kenya. It's a mom kneeling down with her son. 
but they're in Kenya. They're not in the United States of America, so naturally um, people are are poking fun at that. All right, to the phone lines we go. Ed, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Yeah, what, we got you. We got. We didn't have a button potted up on the board. Sorry about that. All right, what's on your mind? Oh, okay. I'm on, right? I, I didn't hear you. Yeah, you're on yeah. now. Uh, yeah, uh, regarding Buddha Judge's uh, service, now I'm not a fan of Buddha Judge by any means. I'm a conservative, and I I dislike everything that he stands for. Mm-hmm. But I have some, I've had some comments about service. Mm-hmm. I like you know, uh, we're served in a peacetime army. And, uh, but the only difference, in my opinion, with a, with a veteran uh, who served in, the, in combat and the one who served outside is only an accident of history. Because we all, we, if you volunteered, and I did, we went in there to fight the enemy, to learn how to destroy the enemy. That was, that was in the, I was in the infantry four years, mm-hmm. and that was our whole mission. So if something did happen, we were there and we were prepared to fight. So the only thing that didn't happen was there no war happened while I was in. Uh, I was in some different places. I was in Berlin during the, uh, the threat of, of the communist uh, tank coming in. But at any rate, I don't know enough about Judge's service to know whether he's patriotic about his service or whether he was a... A good man. I just know that he did serve, mm-hmm. and uh, you did bring out some things I didn't realize. And but uh, so that's just my opinion about the differences between a peacetime server and a wartime server. Yeah, I mean, server. if you if you didn't have a conflict when you went in, I mean, obviously if there was a conflict there and you chose a combat arms, I would say that that's not an accident of history. But you know, if you went in when it was peacetime, um, and of course you turn you choose certain MOSs over others, and you're going to have a higher likelihood of combat, even during peacetime. Obviously, we, we go in combat during peacetime all the time. But um, it was just that for the longest time, he was being painted as a combat veteran, and he wasn't telling everybody, no, no, I, 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 what, look, we had some missiles, sirens go off, but I didn't take fire. He didn't do any of that. And there was some articles that were written here over the past month or two that were kind of critical of the fact that he's kind of allowed that narrative to get spun up and now he's really walking that back and so the associated press article is kind of like well now he's really wary about telling people that he's a combat veteran and all that stuff and and of course he's not he didn't take fire and and doesn't doesn't mean that his service wasn't valuable or anything like that i've got nothing but the sense that he's proud of his service over there um we do seem to know that he volunteered to go over there as opposed to um, being volunteered to go over there at the time that the police tape thing was hitting the, hitting the fan, which people thought was suspicious. But I'll let history decide whether or not that was inappropriate. So there's, you know, there's just some questions about if he inflated his service a little bit early on to catch, catch a little, little fire and a little flame with people. And, and now he's walking that back because, well, he's in there with other people. Uh, and other people have had had uh, more risky deployments than he has had, and I think that's coming to light. Yeah, well, you pointed that out very well. That's, uh, that's the things I didn't know about that. Sure. Uh, so, well, I appreciate uh, your patience. I, I know you're on hold for a long time. My two cents worth as a one veteran to another. There you go. I hear you. I hear you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Take care. Yeah, he said, you know, he's walking it back now, and that's that's fine. And the Associated Press is writing articles about it now. But again, it's you know a little late for for that stuff. But um, 
I, I when we read that article back in March, I was, <laughs> it's you know, it, it feels like it's almost a year. It's it's obviously less than that, but um, I remember reading it and going, "What did I just hear? <laughs> really?" Um, it, somebody's phone sounded like the alarms back in in Afghanistan when there's a, a an imminent threat on the on the the base. I, there was just a whole bunch of weird stuff that was there. But he had Politico here a lot. Uh, running puff pieces for him for for quite a while before he officially announced too. So that was something that that happened. And again, part of my angst with the media in general is that they would come to South Bend and none of them would talk with the community about him. They would talk with him. Uh, they would talk with his staff. They nobody would talk. With, and I'm not saying that they had to come to me, but there's plenty of people in the community who would have some things to say about him, and they chose not to highlight any of those people, which to me, says that they were writing puff pieces and doing their best to go ahead and shield him. Uh, we ended up finding out that he had some friends that were working at Politico and they were helping his campaign early on and, you know, just one of those things. So now he's walking it back and the Associated Press is covering it and and that sort of thing. So that's, that's really it. But really the big thing that he's dealing with right now is uh, his Douglas plan for black America. Uh, he has a whole list of people that he says endorsed his plan who didn't. Uh, 42% of that list are white people. And remember, white people are not allowed to have an opinion about anything involving the black community, which is why it's kind of funny that he even put out this plan anyway. But he's desperately trying to get numbers with black voters. And uh, Grisham, the White House press secretary, made a very interesting point over the weekend. She said, you know, Donald Trump's poll numbers are a lot higher with black Americans than Pete Buttigieg's are. She's right. Now, that would change if Pete Buttigieg became the nominee. But right now, Grisham is 100% correct. We have more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.